You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 99. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack a Liking Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 98. Noventiocho. Ow! Ha ha ha! Uh huh. Hey, some extra extra yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, right. Some sauce. Back around. Special salsa. You thought it was over. Nah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we are coming to you with a topic on technology. We're going to hop into the pros and cons of technology when it's good when it's bad what it can maybe provide for us in our lives what it can maybe take away for us in life um things like that it's something that's uh, ever evolving becoming more and more of a reality of our lives so we thought that would be a good topic that we can head our way into what do y'all think about it boys yeah man let's talk about some technology you know we first uh, started talking about this a few minutes ago uh first thing that popped in my head was uh napoleon dynamite have y'all seen that movie a long time ago. Oh, see, see, see the movie. You should watch Maybe it. Maybe parts of it. But I've seen it, it I think. Nah, I haven't seen the it. The brother of Napoleon Kip sings a song about how he loves technology. It's pretty funny. So <laughs> all of you who have have seen the movie, I'm sure, are giggling to yourself. So <laughs> it's good. I'll send you all the video after, guys. <laughs> we don't doubt it. Um, what do you think, CC? Yeah, it's interesting, man. I was like, technology, hmm. Then I was like, wow, we wouldn't be doing this podcast without the technology we have ah, before us. Well said. And so uh, I got to thinking about it. Technology's come a long way from a couple hundred years ago to even in our own lifetime. So uh, I can sit back and look at it and see the pros, the cons. I can see all kind of all kind of interesting ways that this could go. And so I look forward to discussing technology and how it's impacting our life and what it may hold for our future. Well... Before we bumble our way in, we're going to kick it over to the Would You Rather. And man, John, it's been a hot second. CC's about to grace the grace of I know. Mic. He's been giggling. Oh. He's been, I, it's always knowing. I'm like, oh man, if CC's already this hyped up about it, this is going to be good. CC <laughs> said, I'm going to give John a break this week and I'm going to take it myself. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot second since I had Would You Rather. And uh, in the spirit of Halloween, which by the time this podcast comes out is behind us, but nonetheless. Um, right on it. Close, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I had a couple options this week, but this one kind of, I paused and giggled a little bit, but there's a couple, I'll save my one for next week or week after, but here we go. Would you rather trees scream occasionally for no reason or spiders be big enough and smart enough to open doors? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So you're walking down the street and this tree just screams at you. What the? (laughs) 
or these spiders are big enough not to just open doors. Oh, well, I feel like I've kind of experienced one of those. Uh, anybody who's ever deer hunted, um, you know, you'd be in the woods uh, getting close to dusk or getting close to daylight, and you'll hear the bobcat scream. I don't know if y'all oh. ever heard that, and they're just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just wow. crazy insane. So kind of sounds like the trees are yelling at you there, and it'll scare the snot out of you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just an odd thing, so feel like i've already been screamed at by the trees almost uh, <laughs> my wife is not a huge spider fan so mm-hmm. the spiders being able to climb down and uh, open the doors would make my life a lot <laughs> more difficult <laughs> and probably less enjoyable so for that reason i would uh i would go ahead and take the trees screaming <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome how about you matt man by default there i see where you're taking that john i'm gonna take the trees screaming too Trying to wonder if they're like screaming words or they're just screaming noises. They're just what, screaming. What they're doing? Because <laughs> I'm thinking maybe they're using some words like they're pumping me up out there. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe they're like, come on, hot dog. Yeah, hot dog, get after it. You know, like run. I don't know. Put on a shirt. <laughs> they would never say that. They want me to be one with them. But they told me to take, take off the, the shirt. Take the pants off. <laughs> um, Those trees are getting kinky. I'm not. <laughs> Man, these trees are getting after it. I'm not uh, necessarily a fan of the idea of huge spiders either. And then I'm thinking, well, if they're that big, I wonder if they're... they got to be pretty big yeah. on the doors. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Um, unless we're in some really, really tiny house. But I think I'm going to take the trees as well. Uh, I'm going to spin it as a positive thing. The trees are yelling some encouragement at me or something <laughs> like that. We're just waking me up, you know, getting me, getting me lit for the day. So I'm going to take the trees. What you think, Cece? Oh, man, I went back and forth on this one. At first, I thought, man, you know, spiders, I locked the doors. But then when I go outside, I still got to contend with them. And well, that's was, right. You could lock them out. You know, you could lock them out. But, man, that would be kind of spooky. What if they learn how to pick the locks? <laughs> <laughs> and they just staring. At, like, imagine you look at the one that's just staring at you. It's like, oh, I don't know. So at least the trees are fixed in place. It might be a little annoying, especially if you're deer hunting. They probably would <laughs> screw that up all the time. They but, definitely probably would do um, that. But as we all know for our... He's over here. <laughs> Long-time podcast listeners, I am one with the trees. And so, is, especially the leaves. And the leaves. And I talk to them, look at them. So hopefully you can talk to them enough, at least the ones in your, in your backyard. It's like, hey, why do you scream all the time? Let's talk about this. You need to listen to our podcast because you're obviously very worked up. And uh, What network are you on? <laughs> Let me I, show you how to get I know it hasn't rained in two weeks, but hey, you know, life throws us curveballs sometimes. We have to work on that. I'll give you a water hose. Just quit screaming. <laughs> Maybe they're screaming because they need some water. Maybe yeah. they need some water. Right. So anyway, I'm going to go with the screaming trees. <laughs> man, a lot of screaming trees here. Uh, Next time I come to your one. house, man, we're going to have a chat with that old tree in the backyard. That's right. <laughs> he lost good. all his hair during the hurricanes. He's upset. He's coming around. He's coming around. <laughs> He's not screaming as aggressively. As aggressively. Man, well. Uh. <laughs> thinking about that tree in Craig's backyard man you used to have all those lights on it it's probably upset for a number of reasons back there well um that was good Craig I'm glad you provided some nice comedic relief before we roll our ways into the subject of technology which we're just kind of thinking of some things uh worth talking about here and I think technology is pretty good it's a definitely ever-evolving thing I thought John might have alluded to the fact of self-driving cars been brought up on this podcast quite a bit that's true i mean it's it's happening right around the corner probably next year or two everybody be driving not driving i guess i don't know i don't even know where you are on that bet uh but let's hope you don't take another bet with me after the last i'm just heckling both sides on that bet okay but what do y'all think about uh technology in general 
we liking it, we not liking it. Before we get into pros and cons, you gotta you gotta sway one way or another. Yeah, I was I was reading an article this weekend. I have to share with y'all. It's kind of mind blowing um, when you think about it. But technology's kind of shaped, I think, our whole society. And if you go back, and I, I'm not going to quote this article. Um, I don't remember the exact specific you know details, but more or less, think about how technology's changed over time. You know, way back in the medieval times, it was all just verbal communication. When the printing press came out, you know, that's when the you know people are starting to print Bibles, there's a lot of propaganda, you know, you see divisions in the church and the radios out there and think about how that shaped World War II and the, the message that Hitler was able to get out and how it really shaped people's decisions. TV comes out, you got the media, they're starting to talk, people are watching this stuff and how it disseminates decisions and then the internet, right, that's another evolution of technology and you can communicate, you can email, you, your financial transactions, all this stuff is happening and uh, there's a lot more oversight, but things move at lightning speed. And I think that's where a lot of the technologies and businesses we deal with today have evolved mm-hmm. from the internet. And then this article specifically talks about this sort of next wave. And this is kind of wild sci-fi stuff, but you know, we talk about Bitcoin, <laughs> the topic that I'm interested in. And I don't know, it's interesting. It's, that's a whole nother discussion, but there's a thing called the blockchain and it's this whole decentralized, <laughs> there we go. decentralized uh, way of moving money and having transactions that are validated on this chain, which is a network of computers. And it's all based around math formulas. But what's interesting about it is it's decentralized. So if you think about it, the government can kind of control the message with the internet. They control the message with the media and TV. They can control your interest rates. They can print money. They can do anything they want. But in this new world, they can't do any of that because they don't own it. They can't control it. They can't take over it because it's nothing they can get their hands on because it's everywhere all the time in the in the grid of these computers so just imagine this day where you know they don't even have control and so the people take the control back so it's a little it's, it's kind of deep it's deep but it just goes to show like that's an extreme spectrum of kind of technology where it started where it's at and i can't wait to talk about all the weeds of this yeah man it's wild i mean you know technology is pretty much in all facets of our life now and just talking about that evolution of you know just the examples that you talked about you know going through you know the fireside chats that the president had during uh difficult times during the war and then also just the uh, technology of intercepting uh some of the communications during world war ii and breaking the code and figuring out where troops were going to be moved and resupplies and all that kind of stuff so just having your examples that you put out there just made me think of a whole lot of uh, different avenues. You know, I think technology, <clears throat> hopefully for the most part, is being designed and created for productive things. Um, but as you can see, you know, it isn't always utilized that way in the long run. Um, so I think there's um, technology can be used for good or it can be used for things that are destructive. And um, I think that takes us being good stewards of that technology in order to manage it and uh, keep it where it needs to be. But there's always avenue, I think, for even good technology to do good or do bad things. Mm -hmm. I agree. This is a hard one for me, whether I'm a pro or against. You know, my biggest fear, one of them being like on the side of the road, trying to get a phone call out to somebody, let them know. Nice to have the phone. But at the same time, I never had the phone, never had a fear because it wouldn't be possible. Uh, so I think that's kind of a microcosm for me of liking or not te- liking technology. But I think as I get a little bit older, I never was like a huge fan of some of this stuff, but a little less and less because I think it can get us away from 
you know, our connection with God, connection with life, um, because we get connected to the technology around us. I could, I mean, I think we can all look at our careers. A lot of y'all, I know Craig, I don't know about John, he's pretty antiquated over there, but using <laughs> like, you know, computers for the medical records and stuff in my world, I mean, we've got everything basically on the cloud. So I'm always looking at a computer or a phone. I think I talked about a while back in Lent last year, um, cutting down phone usage because your phone will tell you how many times you're on the phone. I have a watch on my hand. The day I remember when the watch came out thinking, I'm never going to have that watch. Who would want a computer on their hand? And well, I know who would. Lo and behold, got one on my hand. Uh, and it's cool though, at the same time, on the flip, again, as somewhat anti as I am, it's really nice. I can track my workouts, heart rate. A lot of good can come from it. So I think for me, it's a very, I think it's something that I'm really in the, in, in, in on the fence on not a huge fan of it at times but a fan of it at times so I think it's a tough one for me so I think there's a lot of things that can be very helpful as far as technology uh, that I was thinking about was you know it makes a lot of tasks a lot easier mm-hmm. um, it makes uh, getting and receiving information a lot easier uh, as we've all noticed over the last few years it's completely altered the way that people can receive an education some of that may be you know, productive. Some of it may not be as productive. Um, you know, in the medical field, um, you know, the advancement that we have in imaging, things that like that that have happened over the last 30, 40, 50 years. Um, you know, I remember whenever I was a kid, um, <clears throat> one of my siblings was having some pretty significant abdominal pain. And, um, you know, they were debating on whether or not to go and, and take the sibling to the hospital and my dad was like no i don't i don't think it's anything serious we're just gonna wait it out uh for a little while and and not go in because uh, you know he works in the medical field did anesthesia he's like if we go in now i know they're gonna just do an exploratory surgery so the advancements in technology now you can basically take pictures you know with ct mris all those things and look at those internal body structures and and now look at them in a functional capacity with the Mm -hmm. hearts and the lungs and the different tissues like that is that is just amazingly mind-blowing that the capability and the clarity that you can get from some of those things so some of that stuff is just amazing the advancement is really productive i agree 100 especially in healthcare like you said i mean it's moving so fast that i think our that the odds of us living longer are going to be better our ability to diagnose things are better treat things and it's all because of technology and it was interesting talking about how, as things evolve, how it shapes what we used to rely on. So you think about, um, remember whenever they had GPSs that you'd buy to tell you where to get, or mm-hmm. you actually had your own camera. Well, now the phones, they're your GPS, they're your right. camera. And you're not, unless you're a professional photographer, you really don't need a camera. You got your phone. And growing up, my mom always took the pictures that she made, you know, got developed in these big, bind, these big old albums. And we'd sit there, and to this day, we love to go through them. And that was how you retain that memory and reflected on it. But now, I mean, I've got pictures from my kids from the day they were born till now, and I can access them with the touch of a finger and just have those memories. And it's just so cool because, you know, a lot of times you forget about your life because you just capture this moment on a, on a picture. But now you can always refresh this whole experience of life. And, oh, yeah, I remember that time. And it was just uh, I find that kind of a neat uh, advance as well. Yeah, that's one thing that, you know, I've shared with you two guys how my phone will prompt me with memories you know from something from around a particular date or something else like that will it'll send you a little bundle of uh you know what happened this week this day or in 2020 whatever it is uh so it's i i'm like you whenever i get those things those memories are just 
come back so vividly when you have that extra uh, little input from the visualization of it. So that's one wonderful advancement. You know, I wrote down this example. So you see that you uh, gave us, you went fishing with your buddy, I think, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. And you were telling us you could literally, the technology is telling you, and I've done it too, a little bit of fishing in my time here. But technology tells you where all the fish are, man. It's not fair, not fair game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, wait, till, wait till they block your, they start blocking your sonar. <laughs> yeah. With, with sonars and depth finders and GPS and radars. Greg had this whole thing broken down to a freaking T. And I yeah. was like, this fish did not have a chance. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Hey, look, I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. There's no land. There's no rigs inside. He's like, okay, we're there. I'm like, okay. He got, and it gets even better. We get the, the pole and it has a line counter. He's like, just drop it to right at 56 feet. That's where the fish are hanging wow, out. Really? So this a big spool. You, It's at zero. You hit the buttons as it starts click, 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 all the way down, 56 feet, stop it, fish on. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's cheating kind of, but it was fun. Again, those fish, not a whole lot of chance. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Just stacked against them for sure. Yeah, I think that technology has also come to the front pretty good uh, based on the pandemic and situations. A lot of us in our uh, jobs, and I think everybody in life to a degree has been thrown into that realm a little bit. In my own world, we... A lot of people are still utilizing it, even though we can be in person, um, taking a deposition by Zoom. Mm-hmm. So people from out of town don't have to drive in town, which is a plus, less risk on the road. Uh, you can still have everything accomplished that you'd want accomplished, but it does take away, again, from the human element. So just as, in my opinion, as much as there's a pro to it, there's a little bit of a con because you can't be in the same room as somebody. But I think that um, life, uh, just the way that it's rolled recently in the last couple of years, has thrown us into more of a technology sphere. Not that we were heading in that, but thrown us even more forward thinking into to some of these type realms. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think uh, with the events over the last couple of years have definitely pushed us in that direction uh, and has significantly changed uh the human interaction and for me i think that's something that's probably a detriment uh, mm-hmm. for one doing the remote calls doing uh, you know zoom that kind of thing and then also uh the distancing that all of us are having from one another um the covering up of your face you know for me you know i heard um monsignor torres and some other people talk about how you know, your goal should be recognizing Christ in other people, recognizing that reflection. And uh, to me, I think that's something that is a lot harder to do remotely. And that's a lot harder to do whenever you have a barrier, um, you know, covering your face where you can't see your smile, you can't see those emotions. Uh, you know, you can't see that I'm missing my front tooth, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it totally changes uh, a lot of those interactions. And for me, that's something that I think that's, uh, you know, we'll see how that all plays out, but I think that definitely changes a lot of those human interactions. No, I agree with Steve. It definitely changes the human experience. And, you know, our kids these days, uh, they they want their phones, right? And they want to have access to these uh, these uh, social media things where they can communicate and cut up and fund entertainment because that's, that's, you know, that's life today, right? And so you have to kind of be a guardian of what they're exposed to, and that's a challenge. And, you know, you're looking at their friends and, what they can do, what yours can't do, and you're just trying to give them the right direction. But it's true, interpersonal communication, you know, having those conversations. A lot of these kids are starting to date, and they haven't even met each other. It's all mm-hmm. virtual. It's so weird. I can't get my mind around it. But <laughs> it's uh, but it's so true. Like, you know, I think it's all the benefits, like we mentioned, being able to Zoom for our jobs, um, you know, whether it's virtual health care or, or depositions, telemed. But at the same time, you know, we can get so lost in the technology that we forget that, 
you know, we're humans. We need to talk and touch and hug and, mm-hmm. and, and have that experience. Um, so there's, I guess that's one of the cons too, is just being a guardian of how much is this technology, you know, taking over my life. Um, cause you could easily start playing on your phone and get lost for two or three hours and you've missed a lot of like opportunity. Like we talked about last week, missed opportunities. And, um, so I don't know. It's just some thoughts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at it a couple things where I try to, my, my world's pretty busy and phone rings a lot. And, uh, a lot of text messages, emails, always on your phone. I think some of it is up to us to be able to draw a line with, you know, how much we want that in our life and not. And I, I learned the good old do not disturb feature from CC here, I don't know, a few months ago, which is nice. But a, uh, one of the times I like is whenever I go, and I'm about to make my first solo trip to the Highlands, uh, go up to the Highlands. Ooh. Nice. That's going to be awesome. John, I know, is just so proud. Um, Protege over here. <laughs> you may need to hire a driver. And um, <laughs> I love it whenever I get on a hike and there's no service because there's not like I think a lot of times when even recording the podcast, sometimes I'll an email will pop up on my phone or somebody will text something, you know, needing something or whatnot. It's still nice to get back to the roots of being in nowhere with no service. So there's not like that want or need to, to wean yourself over to technology. So what do you all think about that? You know, sometimes just getting back to the basics of when we were, so to speak, put on earth without the technology. No, I agree. I mean, I think it's super important. And I think it's something that as raising children in this day and age, that it's something that you need to impress on, on the kids. Um, you know, I've talked about in prior podcasts how I've been around uh, my son, Andrew, who's 15, um, and watching the interactions that he has with his friends will all be in the same car and they're sitting there texting one another. They're having conversations. And this is how they interact. Um, that I think, is, you know, is going to be a detriment, um, you know, down the road with those interpersonal communications, like Cece was saying, and I know last weekend, hot dog, you got a first firsthand experience of that, seeing a, a wide swath of the community of children on dates for homecoming oh, yeah. and how That's that fine. interaction was. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man, cruises over to Mazins. And I, I will give a special shout out to FTB. Uh, just really proud of him for actually answering my name. <laughs> uh, you know, little did I know he needed an ally that night, but I was in there and there, it was homecoming for St. Louis, I guess. And nice. there's a bunch of young folks in there. Well, not one thing or another. And one of these tables, long table had to have, I don't know, 20 kids at it, dude. I'm telling you 19 of them were on their phone. Oh, like just yeah. kind of sitting there just waiting staring at the screens, staring at the screens. And it's crazy because I, I think back, which is now getting away from me a little bit. Back in my times, that would have never been a even a, a really an opportunity. We had phones. We just got into like the bar phones back then. But it was wild. I told John, man, these people weren't even really conversing with each other. FTB, on the other hand, was limited to screen time. <laughs> so he was trying to converse with hot dogs. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, everybody was locked up on their screens. He had to go talk well, to find you. It's so true. Like I've never said on date night, we never will be out and I'll, I'll see a couple across the room and they're literally sitting across from each other staring at their phones and they'll see for 10 minutes there's no communication i was like whoa this is mind-blowing or the communication comes from something like they're reading on their phone or seeing hey look at this check this out yeah that's cool and they go back to their little world i mean Mm -hmm. hey if you're on date night just take that carve out for a few seconds and to comment on what steve and you were talking about earlier too though i have a guy that's retired who cuts my yard and that's what he does he enjoys it we were chit-chatting and he was commenting about his mother and talking about I don't know how we got on the subject, but she remembers whenever the TVs first came out, right? She remembers when the radio, all these things that were new technologies and 
how they used to have to do this and used to have to do that. You know, after the hurricane, we lost all technology for a while. We lost a lot of the things we were comfortable with. And you'd have thought it was Armageddon. Everybody was going to die. And it was the end of the world. That's how people just lived every day back in the day. But no one's, we haven't been raised that way. We don't know any, any better. So it's kind of interesting. We've become so dependent on technology that when we lose it, um, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Imagine if we lost internet or our ability to communicate or if, you know, I tell the girls, what are you going to do if you're in the middle of this town and you lose your power and your GPS? I mean, you don't, do you know what an atlas is? Let's get a map, you yeah. know, how we used to drive. Remember you used right. to travel and pull yeah. that up. So, trip with an atlas. you know, it's something that we've become so dependent upon it that we need to always kind of be aware that, hey, you know, if it was taken from us or something happened, we want to make sure we can still take care of our loved ones. In any event, um, I think there's also, I, I come across again, it's probably a little anti-technology and I am in a lot of ways. There's a lot of good, like y'all were talking about the advances in medicine. That's a good thing. I think you've got like the advances in vehicles that are much safer to ride in now to, um, get you around the advances in weather. They can give you a forewarning, you know, if a hurricane's coming, I think about that a lot, you know, cause we've had the recent storms come upon us that, uh, we now know we have some type of preparation coming, swing yourself back a few, even just a few hundred years. Man, that wasn't possible to know what was happening, and that's a uh, that's something that I think is really, really good. Uh, again, medicine, vehicle usage, um, uh, stuff with the weather. So I think there's a lot of good things that provide us safety, and yeah, like I think John mentioned, some longevity too. Yeah, you know, talking about uh, you know safeguarding uh, the kids uh, growing up in this techno- technological age. Um, you know, one of the things that we do are you know, put on some limits on the screen time, um, you know, for the kids, you know, you can limit the apps, other things like that. Hopefully you haven't found a way to hack around it just yet, but you know, we can turn the phone on, turn the phone off. We can see where he is, um, um, see where, if he's where he's supposed to be, that kind of thing. Do y'all utilize any of that kind of stuff, CC? Yeah, for sure. We use screen time for a lot of the apps. You can limit how much time they have access to their phone. You can limit Mm -hmm. what apps they have access to. You can even monitor and watch every tap they're making and see who they talk to, when they talk to them. So I think if you have children, I highly recommend that. I mean, I know you want to be their friend and give them all this stuff, but uh, it's just, God, there's so much they could be exposed to in, in the blink of an eye. How many times you've been on the internet and, I mean, things pop up quickly, real quickly that you didn't necessarily look for, but they're easy access and they happen. So just guard that. And so maybe consider giving yourself some screen time. You know, it's easy to get lost in the phone. And I know we use it to read and do things like that, but we've talked many times on this uh, podcast about, you know, experiencing nature, fresh air, meditation, getting out, just living life, talking to someone, giving them a hug, you know, just that human experience and just uh, maybe consider giving yourself some screen time. You know, I, I struggle with uh, my phone at times and become so dependent upon it, but I just know that some of the best, hey, you can't make a memory with your phone, but think how many memories we made with, you know, the ones we love. And that only happens when you can talk to them and have that experience with them. Yeah, just document that memory with a video or a picture. Or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That way you can relive it down the road. Yes. So I'm with you, Steve. Yes. We do have to put it in check at times. Well, guys, I think it's been a nice topic on technology. Um, something I think we can all use. Something we can all limit at times. It's been a bit of fun little ride here. Before we shut her on down, we're gonna move into the good old what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes, and our boy Johnny's gonna take it in this week. What you got, John? Yeah, guys. Um, yeah, I'm just having a little birthday chat with uh, my cousin Robbie in uh, Portland, Oregon, and they invited us to go on a trip with them. Uh, it was something that we weren't seeking out. It was just another opportunity, like we talked about, uh, you know, in our last week's episode, where they said, "Hey, we're going to go to Hawaii. Y'all should uh, join us on this trip." And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh yeah, let me just 
take four kids, uh, two month old. This will be great. Let's go to Hawaii. And then uh, I looked at the flights, and um, they were the cheapest flights I'd seen in a long time. It was something that we could literally travel to Hawaii, and it'll be cheaper than going to Oregon or going to the Highlands or going pretty much anywhere that I've traveled within the last five years. So I talked to my wife about it. She wasn't super thrilled about getting on uh, the plane for five, (laughs) six hours at a time with, uh, you know, three small children. So I just, you know, said, look, I don't know that we'll have this opportunity again. You know, Andrew is injured right now, so he won't be able to play sports. Um, So he'll be going to college here shortly or he'll be playing sports and we won't have that availability as a uh, a family to take this type of trip not to mention that affordability too i mean it's normally quadruple yeah, uh yeah. to five yeah. times the normal rate to purchase tickets to go to this destination so i said i don't know that this opportunity is going to rise again we need to do this so anyway um she came around got on board and we're just going to see what happens we're going to say a prayer hey, for you buddy we're going to see <laughs> what happens uh with this trip and we just or seizing the opportunity and then jump on that plane and we're going to get to Hawaii one way or another, or unless the kids get us kicked off. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> that to could happen it. too. So. I had to use some technology to get a car. Yeah, we had to use a new technology in order to get a car. So once we booked our, um, our flights, our, the place that we're staying, um, you know, there's a shortage for our rental vehicles. So there was no vehicles available. So <laughs> we're using a ride share app uh, called Toro. So we booked a, um, a car that way. So we'll be using somebody's personal car that they'll be renting out to us, I guess, for the week. So it'll be an interesting experience. We'll see if that's a good one. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> hey, man, at least it's better than nothing right now. Yeah. I, I, I sort of told my cousin, like, well, we're going to show up at the airport with four kids and start hit, hitchhiking to her. <laughs> we'd get there eventually. We'd get there eventually. But. So it'll be, memories, it'll be something. You know, we were talking about the other night at dinner when Hot Dog was over, and I'm like, man – you know, it, it's terrible whenever you're on a plane and you got a kid that's oh, screaming yeah. in close mm-hmm. proximity, but you have no idea how much worse it is if it's your kid doing the screaming and going oh, crazy. The stress, <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, we're just going to, we don't have any technology to knock them out yet, so I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> gonna probably but it'll be fun. Some technology I it, to get through that trip. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Andrew has, has missed out on some of the travel opportunities as a result of other obligations, so this was something that... I just really didn't want to miss, uh, and he was so enthusiastic about it. As you, you know, very, very you excited. talked to him the other night. I know you had commented that he was really excited. So it was something that I just I couldn't pass up on. So I'm gonna hit the gas, and let's see what happens. I hope it's a happy ending. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a good story, regardless. Yeah, that's right. He's gonna have memory and something we can't wait to hear about. Well, look, guys, we uh. We appreciate everybody tuning in this week. If you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we would appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah, if you feel like this your best.
Le 